this, you know, like stop blaming other people and stop blaming kind of external situations for for the way that you feel like only you can control how you feel um and like i said i know like there are lots of nuances in in that but at the same time we all have a choice like ultimately we have a choice in terms of how we react to a certain situation how we are going to go forward how we're going to grow and learn G'day everyone, welcome to the Feel Good Blueprint and to episode 15 of the podcast. I'm your host Simon Ma, and I created the Feel Good Blueprint to bring together a group of like-minded people to share ideas, tools and resources to help other people find their great. Guys, if you like anything you see or hear today, I'd really appreciate if you shared the episode with at least one friend, it'd make my day. My next guest is Mr. Ricky Weaver, he's the host of the podcast Connections Untold. In this podcast, Ricky speaks with incredible people in each episode and they share their life stories and lessons. Starting the podcast back in September 2019, Ricky opened up about his prior child abuse and difficult upbringing. And since then, he's led a life of curiosity, interviewing dozens of people. Through his podcast, Ricky advocates the power of connection and vulnerability and is a firm believer that our stories have the power to inspire and move others to making positive steps in their own lives. In this podcast, Ricky and I discuss the power of shifting perspective. As you'll learn from his story in the podcast, he had a real challenging childhood at times, but he was able as an adult to transmute those lessons and change them into strengths and opportunities. Being vulnerable in reaching out to others and creating his podcast Connections Untold, Ricky shares those stories of other people so that we can all learn lessons from them as well. Ricky and I also discuss the benefits and detractors of starting a podcast and the reality that it takes and the hard work that it takes to do that. We talk about things like accountability partnership, which is something we've done every Friday during lockdown, which has been incredibly useful. Ricky's story, his vulnerability, and his practical can-do attitude towards his podcasting was really a catalyst and inspiration for me to start mine. Back in 2014, I worked with Ricky for only about three months in Nottingham, but we've stayed in contact all this time, and of course, as I said, our Friday accountability sessions have been such an inspiration and help for me to get through this lockdown period. So Ricky, thank you so much for your time and efforts. I hope everyone enjoys the podcast with Ricky. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm so glad we finally get to talk. We actually do this every Friday. We actually get together and chat every Friday, which we'll talk about a bit later. And it's been really helpful for me in in my growth journey, even during this time. Now, Ricky, um, for those that aren't aware of, of you and your wonderful podcast, if you didn't mind just doing a bit of intro on yourself and that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, uh, so hello. Yeah. My name is Ricky Weaver. So I, um, so I guess, so originally I'm from Enfield in North London. I now live in Nottingham, uh, in the Midlands in the UK. So I've been up here for over eight years now. So it's definitely home. Um, so by, by day, I, so like my actual paid job, I, uh, I do internal communication. So I kind of help businesses connect employees to one another, get messages out, etc. Uh, by night, I sound like a vigilante or something like that. <laughs> by, by night and by weekend, uh, I host a podcast called Connections Untold. It's coming up to a year anniversary. So the end of season two now, um, so yeah, so I've been doing that kind of the last year and I've been on like uh, like an awesome kind of learning growth journey over the last 18 months, two years, I'd say. Great. And um, 
Tell us a bit more about sort of where Connections Untold comes from. What's that sort of basis of, of why that started and, and where it is now? Congratulations, by, by the way, on the first year anniversary. Yeah, well, we're not, we're not there yet. So. Almost, <laughs> almost. Coming, coming, coming. It's all going wrong between now and then. Fingers crossed not. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so um, I'm just trying to think, like, I guess, like, the, the best way, uh, I, I guess, like, there's, there's a, like a bit of a story behind it. So back in summer 2018, I basically had got a message from one of my really good mates, so a guy called Tom Smith. Um, it was like a, like a completely out of the blue shopping message, basically saying that one of his friends, David Hodgson, who I'd met several times, not like a really good friend or really close friend, um, but met him several times just through circumstance. He unfortunately had taken his own life, which was really, really harrowing and really awful for everyone, like not least people like Tom, who was, you know, his childhood friend but also his, his you know, wider friend, friendship group and his family. Um, it, was, it was horrendous, it was horrible. <clears throat> so that, even though, like I said, I didn't really know him very well, like it, it definitely kind of, um, I don't know, like I find when it comes to things like uh, death and life and marriages and things like that, I tend to kind of um, do a bit of an introspective on myself at times. Um, and I don't know, like it, it kind of, yeah, it like really affected me in a, in a really weird way just because this guy like Dave Hodgson, his name was, um, he was like a really nice guy, like you would never ever assume that he had any kind of problems, like even though he, um, it was quite open in terms of like some of the, some of the mental health problems he'd, he'd kind of been suffering with in his kind of adult life, um, I don't think anyone really contemplated just how severe they were or just how much he was suffering inside and I don't know, it just made me feel like really, really sad that someone um, someone kind of didn't feel like there was any other option apart from the option of kind of taking their own life. Um, and I don't know, like, I, I guess like life became quite busy because then I started a new job. Um, and yeah, and then it kind of like got towards the end of the year and then again, did a bit of a kind of introspective, again, like around kind of New Year time, setting New Year's uh, resolutions set like the standard ones around need to drink less, need to eat more healthily, need to do more exercise, all of those sort of things. Broke all of them within about the first month of uh, by February. Um, but I actually like, I set myself like a, a New Year's resolution that I'd never set myself before. And that was, I want to do something, um, I want to commit to doing something creative out of work. Um, there was always, um, there was always like this, this kind of like, gap in my life in that sense um even though like i'm you know like really happy in any every other sense like married house friends family blah blah, blah. there was just something it just really felt like something was missing from my life um, and it was definitely um something for me to focus my creativity and my time on out of a work environment because i work in a creative job and um, i think that i made the association that creativity is only ever tied into your job and it's like you're, the way that you make a living so out of work you have no reason to be creative so why would you want to and for some some reason I just spun myself that story probably probably out of laziness in all honesty and the kind of a bit of um me making that excuse for myself I guess um, and I think especially combined with um Hudson's death as well um that definitely made me reflect a lot more and made me feel a lot more committed to actually honoring this kind of 
this kind of creativity that I felt that was inside me that I wasn't kind of um, that I wasn't kind of using in any way. Um, so I remember I was I was driving home. It was like a like probably beginning of February, end of January. It was like a cold uh, winter evening, raining. And I was listening to recently the guy Tom uh, Smith. He he's got me into podcasts, and I'd never like literally before the end of 2018. I didn't even consider podcasting as something that I even wanted to kind of listen to, let alone like start my own. Um, but I became hooked. Um, became really really hooked. And there's one guy called Rich Roll who lots of people know. So he's um, he's an American podcaster. He's awesome. If you haven't listened to his podcast, definitely go and listen to his podcast. Um, and the format of his show is much like your show, Simon. Um, he does kind of long form interviews with really interesting people that have stuff that we can learn and grow from. And I remember I was driving home still with this kind of thing in the back of my head, like, okay, it's getting towards the end of January now. I still haven't done anything with this kind of New Year's resolution. Felt the kind of the guilt there as well, because it's a bit like I, you know, like I, I'm alive and I have this kind of this amazing gift and I'm not really, I don't feel like I'm honouring it in the way that I want to be honouring it. Um, and then I was uh, yeah, driving home and then I just thought to myself, I can do a podcast. <laughs> like, this is awesome. Like, I can do this. Like, I can chat to people. Like, I love chatting to people. And, um, and I've got, because the job that I do, I've got that kind of technical knowledge. I was like, yeah, easy. I can I can start a podcast. It would be easy. Um, and it kind of like it's just spurred on from there. Like I, I I guess like a bit of a history behind me is that I I tend to kind of have these kind of fleeting ideas where I'm going to do something and then I'll kind of there'll be a big flurry of energy into doing it and then it'll kind of just be a bit of a non-starter and then I'll go from that to something else. And I've never really committed to doing anything. Um, but with all of the kind of that backstory about Hudson, I really kind of felt compelled to actually just, just at least try, like more than anything, just try and just commit. So I started off kind of like writing a long list of people who I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to interview this person, this person, I'm going to get, I'm going to recontact this person from my past, from like 10 years ago, who I used to work with. And I remember they had a really interesting story. So all of those sort of things. And I ended up in like a list, a really long list of people. And um, then I kind of started drafting in like mates. So Tom um, one, and his mate Bowden as well, um, they're big po podcast fans. So I was kind of bouncing ideas off them. My mate Jack, who's a photographer and a designer, I kind of drafted him in to kind of get some headshots and to help me with some of the designs. Um, and it kind of like, it was this really awesome kind of creative journey that kind of basically it, it kind of consumes my life over the next um, few months. So um, going into kind of spring, early summer, I <clears throat> I kind of had like the name idea. So the idea was um, Connections Untold, I guess, comes from the fact that I wanted to kind of, my mission is to reach out to different connections in my life. So mates like you, um, friends, family, uh, strangers, so any type of connection and, and tell their, in most cases, untold story. So I was like, yeah, that's awesome. I'm really kind of, that's, that's cool. Um, so that's what I started to do. I kind of like started to reach out to kind of the safer people. Um, I just did a quote unquote for people while watching the video. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, like safer people. So like friends, family, who I knew would probably be up for kind of being interviewed. Um, so I started contacting them. And I was like gradually over this time, like getting out of my comfort zone, like um, people that don't know me, like I'm quite, um, 
I'm quite like an introverted guy. Like I'm really like happy chatting to, I love chatting to people and I love chatting to kind of like close friends and family and stuff like that. But put me in a room of strangers and I'm, it, like, that would make me feel like massively uncomfortable. Whereas kind of on a more one-on-one -on -one or small group situation, um, I'm much better and I'm much more comfortable doing that. Um, so me kind of starting a podcast and me putting myself in the limelight was a massive, massive deal. I'm very, very much out of character and like I def definitely did get like the weird like comments people kind of like are you like having some sort of crisis or like what's going on like <laughs> why, why are you starting a podcast um and yeah and it, it's kind of like for me like it was like a big deal doing it but it was also like a really cool experience and I was like getting out of my comfort zone like so once I'd started having a chat with close friends and family that was like when I started to reach out to kind of strangers so um yeah so gradually bit by bit getting out of my comfort zone to be able to do that um like there was there was one time like there's a the, the very first episode like there's a guy called Sid Sutton who I interviewed and um and, like a funny story I, I know I'm waffling a bit but <laughs> a funny story like about um so in 2013 I remember specifically 2013 he uh he cut my hair and it's basically like I remember at the time he had like this really teeny tiny barber shop in um in the forest in Nottingham um and it was recommended to me by a friend and it's like oh this guy just has this like barbershop and I was like okay like I'll, I'll go along and it was like I wanted like a fancy haircut for my wedding I normally go to like my local barbers and pay like a tenner um so I went to Sid's barbershop and he was like this really kind of wiry energetic energetic guy and he was in this like quite like I don't know it was just it wasn't really like a barbershop it's basically like this mirror kind of props up against the wall and I was like what the hell is my mate like sent to? <laughs> but anyway, like I remember having a chat with him and he seemed like so interesting. And I found out like he trained with Vidal Sassoon. Um he had this like really interesting story that I just felt like I was just scratching the surface on. So when it got to um when it got to like six years later and I was kind of like starting, I was like six, seven years later starting this kind of podcasting journey, I was like, I definitely want to contact him. So I managed to find him and like basically in between 2013 and 2019, his life had completely changed. Like he, he now actually has two salons, so one in Nottingham, one in Leicester. He has an academy. He's like, literally he's like world renowned, like in the kind of barbering, hairdressing um, community. Um, he's this kind of really renowned like hairdresser. And like I said, he's got this kind of wealth of experience behind him. So um, I went, and booked myself a, a kind of a, a haircut with him, uh, and it, like he, he, it's this really kind of fancy place. Like I said, I don't, I'm not really like one for like going to fancy barbers or anything like that. Um, and I remember like sitting there, just like he was cutting my hair, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm starting my own podcast. And in my head, I was like, ask him, just ask him for an interview. Like, what's the worst that can happen? And I really, really like, he got so close to me walking out and not asking him. And in the end, it literally was to the point where I was paying. And I was like, oh, you know, like if you, if you want to take part in the podcast, like you're more than welcome. Not that I was like in my head having this like inner argument with myself in my head, like for the last hour or so that I was in there. And he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And like I ended up like two weeks later having like a really cool chat with him about his addiction and recovery story. Then yeah, I started to um, like drive up and down the country interviewing lots of different people. So like one of the people, Sarah, Sarah uh, Stevenson Hunter, who was episode two? Um, she is trans, so she was born. Um, uh, she was born kind of genetically as a male, but um, 
uh, transitioned over to being a female because that's how she identified herself. Had a really interesting conversation around that as well. Like, and that's again, that's not like not through prejudice, but just I guess through circumstance, isn't necessarily someone I would have ordinarily have spoken to. Um, so it's all these types of things that were happening. Having conversations with, so I had a chat with Tom and Bowden about um, Dave, who who took his own life. Um, had a chat with my cousin who suffered like a really, who had a really, really um, difficult upbringing. Like, so it, it was even, even the conversations I was having with people who I knew really well, I was having very different types of conversations and that made it kind of, that made it kind of just as eye-opening, I guess, and just as out of my comfort zone, I guess, as approaching strangers and having chats with them as well. Um, so yeah, so it, I kind of went on this process and over, basically I'd say from pretty much February through to August, getting out of my comfort zone day by day, started up the social media, which again for me was like a big deal because pre-podcast I didn't have any social media, I didn't have a LinkedIn, I didn't have Facebook, Instagram, anything. So again, that was that was a big deal for me. Um, and then, yeah, and then it kind of like, it got towards the end of the summer, so the end of August uh, 2019. Um, and it was always my, my anticipated start date was always going to be September because that's like the logical time to kind of start doing something new because people are back from holidays and stuff. Um, and I don't know, like, I guess like something weird, I guess, has happened like over the course of those months, like, um, because I, I kind of like, I was really like genuinely inspired by people, people's bravery and people's vulnerability because these people were kind of, in some cases, I was a complete stranger to them and they were kind of like giving me their stories to to get out there and to interpret in whatever way I felt kind of, I felt was appropriate to them as well. And that to me, like, it was such a huge, brave thing to do. Um, and in a way, like I felt like a little bit of a fraud because I, I was like, I was kind of like 50%, I guess, out of my comfort zone at that point. But the other 50% of myself was fine with the fact I was doing this podcast because I wasn't talking about me, I was talking about other people. So I could always hide behind the fact that, oh, this is fine, this is about other people, not me. Um, and then, yeah, and it kind of like got towards the end of the summer. I was like, like if these people are like going to be so brave and they're going to be like so, you know, like vulnerable and honest in sharing their own stories, then why can't I? Like, what is stopping me? Um, so I decided, like, for the first episode, episode zero, I decided to actually open up about my own past. And it was something I'd never, ever done before, like, like in such a public way. Um, so there were kind of a, a very small handful of people that kind of knew elements of, like, bits and pieces that happened to me when I was younger, but not the full story. Um, but I started, decided to kind of just, just kind of, like, write it down, record the episode and then just and, and put it out there and uh, yeah so I kind of uh, as a bit of context uh, when I was a toddler I was abused by my childbinder in a family um, grew up grew up in a kind of uh, quite a volatile home environment as well um, very kind of poor working class background um, a lot of the time kind of food was an issue um, went through like had a very difficult relationship with my dad as well um, and, and my mum as it kind of has, has transpired over the last year, I guess. Um, so I kind of don't have a relationship kind of with either of my parents. Um, so yeah, so it's a really, um, a really kind of volatile environment to kind of to, to grow up in. 
um, kind of suppressed a lot of those feelings. And then when I got into teenage years, a lot of those feelings came back probably just through teen angst and hormones and stuff like that. Um, and then went through like a probably a good few years of kind of just depression and isolation where um, I kind of, yeah, I just, I just felt kind of like low all the time. I didn't really feel like I had any particular direction. I didn't really have any self-worth or feel like, you know, like that I was worth anything or worth the, the, the love or compassion of anyone. Um, and I think it was only only through, I guess, kind of like opening up and um, and accepting people in my life did I gradually get out of that. And it wasn't until, I guess, like late teens, early 20s, did I actually feel like, oh, yeah, like I am deserving of people's love and I am um, I am deserving of having like a happy life and making choices for myself. And I think the only reason I was able to do that was um, I guess history repeating itself, getting out of my comfort zone. So I went to university, like like far away from home. That was like a massive kind of step for me. Um, I did a bit of travelling, like independent travel. So kind of lived and worked in America, did other bits of travel around the world. Um, and I, I think like as I was doing all those things subconsciously, I was kind of just growing and developing as a person and realising. I know like you, you know like you're just as deserving as anyone else and it like that's basically kind of what happened over many many years um yeah and I kind of like I, I so I opened up about all of that I told all of that story in episode zero um and then yeah just like put it out there and that I would say like that was the hardest but also the best thing I've ever done in my life like hands down it was it was such a huge, huge, difficult decision to make, and um, because I wasn't sure what the reaction would be, and I wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I thought people would, um, would kind of judge me in a negative way. I just didn't want people to kind of act differently around me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and I, I know that people wouldn't mean it in, in a malicious way, but I didn't want people to feel like they that I wasn't the same person they thought I was or anything like that. Um, and again, it was all kind of going on my head. Um, but it was like it was a really like lovely reaction like it was a really like um a massive uh massive kind of overwhelming feeling of love that i got from people it was just awesome um and it did take a while it wasn't like this kind of when i clicked the publish button it was like oh thank god like that's <laughs> yeah. it like it did take it did actually take i'd say like several months for me to actually come to terms with what i'd done not that i regretted it in any way but definitely come to terms with oh, this is the new me now, this is the new version of myself and I no longer have to hide things anymore and I no longer have those feelings of shame anymore and I no longer feel like I'm, you know, I'm only showing people 90% of myself anymore. Like, yeah, it was like a huge, huge step for me and I think it kind of has definitely paved the way from for everything that's happened since and it kind of really, I think gave people a lot of context in terms of like why I'm starting the podcast and why it is so important to me as well. Um, so yeah, so that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> I've been waffling for a very long time. <laughs> and that's a, that's a, a thank you, Firsty, for uh, telling your incredible story and, and being vulnerable as you have been. I'm really well acquainted with all of your work and what you put out there from episode zero up to now. And it's just, uh, I'm really grateful to be able to be part of that in a way, I really feel connected to that, and we'll, we'll get you know we'll get to definitely later. Um, uh, giving everyone the details and going to the podcast, recommend the podcast massively for people to understand the whole story. Um, I, I love that um, that you've transmuted so much 
difficulty and pain for yourself and being able to bring these stories of other people to the world really. And um, there's, there's so much in what you've just said that, that, that I think about, I'm really obviously really well, well acquainted with it, but I just recall when we worked together, cause we worked together for three months in, in the, the same company at Nottingham. I was only there for a short period of time. And I just recall uh, it being a relatively, for lack of a better term, a kind of cold environment in a lot of ways is going through some transition and change. And I just recall, you know, looking across and seeing you and, and just, we had that, that connection um, really, really, really quickly. And I, I remember you just being so fascinated with stories even then, and this is back in 2014 uh, and you, you, you're in comms and you were bringing these stories. You did like a little short article on me for the internet. Yeah, I just really remember that. your fascination intrigue so genuine and it comes through in the, in the work that you do with connections untold. And I just want to acknowledge your courage that you, you bring to that. It's really fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think, um, yeah, I'm, I am hugely fascinated by, I, I, I don't know, I, I think it maybe stems from um, the fact that when I was younger, I always, always kind of looked at other people and assumed that they were having a way, way better time than I was. And some, sometimes maybe they were and sometimes maybe they weren't. Um, so I kind of, I guess, lived in my own little world where I would try and imagine what other people's lives were like and try to imagine myself being in having a different life as well and I think it's, it's probably just stemmed from there and it's kind of just matured over time and I am um, uh, I think as well like being being creative and having um, having to kind of express that in some sort of way like for me like I, yeah it, it definitely manis, manifests itself in having like just a fascination about other people and their lives and I, I think the thing that I, that I like about my podcast is um, I think I think a lot of podcasts are focused on um, almost like tangible output. So it's a bit like um, you might get um, like, for instance, like the Rich Roll podcast um, is amazing and it's awesome. But a lot of the time he'll get on like really high profile guests or he'll get on someone who's done like a really awesome kind of sporting event. And it will be kind of sometimes even though kind of they explore the story a lot of the time. Uh, it's around like okay so how can people train to do this how can people do that whereas i think for me it's more around just telling your story is enough like and it's just kind of just owning and telling your story is just is awesome and like being able to to speak with lots of different people and um yeah expose myself to people who i never ever would have ever had the opportunity to speak to if i hadn't started this has been incredible and amazing and it's really nice to kind of um just continually continuously kind of um be curious and just to kind of go in the direction that i want to go with it it's it's, it's awesome yeah it's really awesome it's inspirational because um there's there's only two, two people that come to mind for why i started my podcast the first one i listened to for a long time which is tim ferris he's one of my all times the second yeah, person's yeah. you <laughs> and yeah yeah you you, you were like um again uh not the best term but you're the straw that broke the camel's back for me to actually do it you know okay. seeing you actually do it and it's like what Brene brown says you know that um the vulnerability um continues to multiply connection and i saw that with you and i was just so inspired to start it myself and that was a big part of it and um i think yeah it's it's um it just continues to grow and you can do whatever you want with it and that's what's fun about it you know i'm just thinking about things i can really relate to from our podcast and how they relate and the other thing is having that podcast to 
sit within as almost your vehicle for reaching out to people you never thought you could. That's just bring, brings you even that, that more courage to, to do it. Well, thank you. Thanks for. Uh, I'm glad. I feel like if even if I end up getting zero listeners, at least I've inspired one person to <laughs> to do something creative. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great, and that, that you're a big part of that. So thank you. Oh, so we kind of touched on what it what it what it's given you as well, like you know what it's done for you, because you you know it's it's actually a gift that you're giving to a lot of people, but it's done a lot of great things for you, and we sort of discussed this before, but. What about the, um, I guess, the idea of perspective, you know, shifting your perspective? It's a big game changer you'd mentioned. And can we talk a bit more about how that sort of shifted your perspective as well? Yeah, yeah, massively. Like, I would say, like, I remember that at the end, um, so at the end of every episode, um, pre-COVID, uh, kind of changed things a bit because of COVID, but at the end of every episode of my standard interviews that I do, I always ask the person to give a piece of advice. Um, and I remember it wasn't really until the end of season one um, when I did a bit of a bonus episode and I basically amalgamated all of the advice for everyone just as a kind of if people want to dip into it whenever they want. And all the, the thing for me, the thread that they all had in common was around perspective. And it's around the fact that um, ultimately, like I know, I know there are lots of nuances um, in this, but ultimately we ch we can choose to react to certain things in certain ways so for instance um me um if i'd chose i could have gone down a very very different path or multiple different paths um but if i'd chosen for instance to dwell on my abuse and kind of continuously live my life as someone who um doesn't deserve love and should should suffer um my life would have taken a really really different path but i think my perspective shifted when I realised actually that's, you know, like that's nonsense, like that's absolute nonsense. And I think it's, and it's the same with every single one of my guests, like one of the, like one of the most amazing inspirational people in my life is my cousin, Mariam. And she also, um, she also was abused when she was younger, um, really horrifically. And she had, like, she also has had breast cancer, she moved to um, South Africa for, I think she was out there for like nine years and she was like held at gunpoint. She, you know, again, had a very volatile relationship with, with her family as well, with kind of like more her, her dad's dad. Um, and again, like her thing that she said was this, you know, like stop blaming other people and stop blaming kind of external situations for, for the way that you feel, like only you can control how you feel. Um, and like I said, I know like there are lots of nuances in, in that, but at the same time, we all have a choice. Like ultimately we have a choice in terms of how we react to a certain situation, how we are going to go forward, how we're going to grow and learn. Um, and I, I guess like going back to, uh, Brene Brown, I know we're both a big fan of hers. Um, <laughs> but I love, um, I love the, um, the advice she gives around trying not to see adversary as um as a negative see as a positive like how are you going to grow from that how are you going to learn from that and i really like for me that was like it's exactly as you said it was like a massive game changer so me starting this podcast um ultimately if you kind of look back on the whole kind of journey i've come on it actually came from quite a negative uh, space a negative thing that happened like either through hudson or through kind of the stuff that happened to me when i was younger 
but I've kind of flipped it around now and I've flipped it around to say, do you know what, like I'm going to use those negative things that have happened to me and make something positive out of it. And, um, and yeah, like, I guess like now, like even, not that I was like a negative person before, but now my, my, um, my perspective on life and the opportunity that I feel that I deserve now, um, as everyone in the world deserves, I feel has completely changed. And that's always as a result of, of kind of doing that continual kind of getting out of my comfort zone, challenging myself, all of those things have definitely contributed to that. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And um, I think about some of the key things coming through here is especially around like worthiness to do, yeah. to actually say, I can do this and I'm capable of this and I deserve it being good enough um, as well, being good enough and saying, I'm good enough to, to do these things. And like, even with your technical knowledge, what you did, you're like, I could do this. And you've just gone ahead and, and created this beautiful thing. It's, and it's so true. And um, the other one is like you, I love the, the thought around um, how we react to things. So often um, for me, I, I react to things and I, I'm able to catch myself, uh, unfortunately after, <laughs> most of the time and go, what was that about? What was that about? But um, there's progress in that too, in knowing that reacting to things often we, I think we're so linear and binary in our thought process. It's either good or bad, but like you said, there's a lot of nuances with it. And what I got from that for you is it's actually quite a nebulous thing with many colors and shapes. And it's almost this tangled hierarchy of feelings and thoughts and ideas that aren't, that happen here, but, we, we, we conceptualize them as being good or bad. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, you, again, it's, it's actually making a choice to control that and can transmute the bad or the, the ugly or the, the sad into something inspirational. Yeah. And that's what people, that's what people really, uh, look for and thrive from. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's that, that thing as well. It's around, um, things won't go to plan like they won't like we I think ultimately like the thing that I've learned especially through kind of Hobson's um Hobson's death is is that we're not in control like we don't we have no control over our lives at all like it's kind of that I guess it's that kind of myth like we all like to feel like we are in control but it's a bit of a facade and ultimately like we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, who could have predicted, like at the beginning of this year, COVID and the, you know, the, the horrendous things that happened as a result of that. Um, it's, I think that we can, it's like you said, you, you can choose to react in, in different ways. Um, but for me, it's just around accepting, it's around the idea of acceptance. It's around the idea of, do you know what, like there are very few things, I can't control kind of, everything in my life so the things that I can control i.e my daily actions or um the, the you know like the the direction I want my life to go in I can control that to an extent but at the same time I know there are going to be curveballs I know that it's not necessarily going to go the way that I planned it but it's about accepting that even though it's not the way that you may have necessarily thought it was going to go it's the way it should be going and um, and I think you, to accept that, you have to accept the good stuff that happens as well as the bad stuff that happens. You just have to accept that that is just part of life, unfortunately. And it's just, it's just the way it is. And you have to kind of, ex you have to accept the good and the bad things that happen as life and, um, and grow and learn from them in whatever way you can, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Like, I struggle with this one too, because it's this, 
mix this, this mix or this meeting or coming together of serendipity versus life design. And over the last X amount of years, five probably years, I've been really focused on life design. But the truth is, I know that again, it's such a, uh, a kaleidoscope of things happening. It's not capable. You're not. We're not capable of controlling all of it. I'm very aware of that. It's like um, I, I recently did a, like a little video just on creating a vision for the future, and then uh, I finally got around to listening to this book um, by Seth Godin, Lynchpin, and he's like, "You can't, you can't control anything." I'm like, "Oh damn!" I better do another video that just caveats that. I sort of knew that, but I, I often need so many reminders. So you're so right. You know, there is this like uh, serendipity to, to it all that we we need to be able to be capable of of accepting. And I think that's one of life's big challenges. I'd also say as well, like, even though, like, we're not in control, that doesn't mean that we can't do, like, what you've done. Like, the, the fact that you kind of did that, like, you would have got something out of that and you would have grown and learned in, even if it was a small way, like, you would have definitely, like, it's not like that was wasted time. Um, and it's about that thing about, like, not being hard on ourselves as well, like, the, the way that I sometimes treat myself, if I treated other people like that, I'd think like, oh my God, like that's horrendous. Like, why are you treating someone else that way? So I often have to remind myself, like, just like take a step back and relax a little bit. Like, seriously, like just be kinder to yourself. And I think that the, the kinder you are to yourself and the, and the more accepting you are of, of your own faults, that translates to other people as well like it just means that it just follows through to other people as well yeah it's a beautiful thing we i'm intrigued to because i know all your episodes like i said and um for listeners that listen to your episodes what what are some of the the things that they could expect as like what are the wow moments for you that have really touched you and, and moved you what comes to mind definitely episode zero like for the obvious reasons just the kind of the the support and the love that I felt after releasing that was incredible, like amazing. Um, I guess like um, with the guests that I've had on, they are, all of them like intentionally are very kind of different, like they're all really different individuals. And, and that's like, to me, like, that is like the awesome thing about like humans is the fact that every single one of us has a different story to tell. And even though, then, you know, like we may come from kind of similar types of backgrounds to other people, that person isn't you and they don't have your individual story to tell as part of that as well. And that's what I, I, I love, like, I love being able to kind of tell that through the podcast. Um, yeah, so there's loads of kind of stuff in there from, you know, like I said, like I've spoken to people like Sid, who um, had, um, who was, who was like, he was addicted to drugs and alcohol um and he's just gone on this incredible transformation journey um but then i've had people that have like there's a guy called greg soul who's an olympic gold medalist he was like a rower and he won he was in the 20 2012 olympics but he won uh, won uh, gold i think in the 1992 olympics um but basically he he had this incredible journey as well like um of like how he, he kind of won a, a gold medal uh, 20 years prior to winning a bronze medal and and telling that journey as well. And that was like a really weird one as well. I remember um, he was on my that list, so the list that, that Sid was on and other people were on. And I remember to myself, like, oh, like, he's never going to want to contact me. Like, and the, the context behind that is that he 
he'd done a few events that I'd organised when we were at the, the company that we both worked at. Um, and I remember about a year or two later, when I was starting the podcast, I was thinking, oh, I should reach out to him. I should like definitely reach out to him and like see if he wants to be a guest on the show. And but because he's quite high, high profile, it's like he would, he will either just ignore me or he won't remember me. But then randomly, like he actually emailed me, like just out of the blue, like literally just at the point where I was thinking, oh no, I won't bother. And it was it was really really weird. And he was just like, oh, how are you doing? Like, how's everything going? Like, if there's anything I can do to help, I think he'd seen that I'd moved companies, so I think he was more fishing for work but I was a bit like oh actually you can help <laughs> um, <laughs> would you like to take part in an unpaid podcast but he was really receptive and it was like awesome and like yeah we did that in like a hotel lobby and it was just it was cool and like had a really good chat with him um I think um the the episode as well that I did with Tom and Bowden where we spoke about Hudson like that was that was like really really moving like yeah. it was like yeah. a really I think at the time, like I handled it well, but I remember when I re-listened to it and I was kind of doing editing and doing the top and tailing, like my bit on it, like I really struggled, like um, really struggled to listen back to some of those things because I just saw how, I think it's more just the, re- the just seeing, seeing someone like Tom who isn't like overtly that much of an emotional person get emotional, like that was, that was, that was quite weird as well, like those sort of moments. But I think... But I think like I, it's every single one of the episodes is is really different, and regardless of of who you are as a person, I guarantee you can listen to any one of my episodes and get something from it, and and feel some type of connection with with the person that I'm speaking to, um, and that's that's the point, isn't it? It's the, it's the fact that I think ultimately we are we are all the same, and we are you know like we all have similar struggles, we all have similar fears, and that's totally fine so let's just be a bit more accepting of one another and be kinder to one another and kinder to ourselves I think that that is that's the key thing that people will hopefully take away um and you just like I don't know like sometimes you just have like really like just like really kind of like magical (laughs) moments like just when you see for instance only happens a couple of times with a couple of the episodes but when you see a real momentum behind uh an episode uh, like for instance, like the, the episode with Tom and Bowden was one of those where it really just picked up, and that was all through me just putting it out there, just as a kind of this is I just want to tell Hodson's story and honour his story and honour his journey that he he went on, and just seeing other people interact with that and have conversations around suicide and chat around all of those sort of things, and it was kind of the same with episode zero as well, like people saying like um people kind of like i guess like opening up in their own sort of way and that that was that was that just feels like really special that that's something that i've created and as a result that people are connecting over that like that's really really nice to see so those sort of moments as well for me have been wow definitely yeah yeah the the, the episode zero is very moving for me um for obvious reasons you've told the the story about that one the episode on hodson i remember that um just it's such a standout for me and again, it goes back to that vulnerability. And I know, like you said, that was actually huge away. It, it, it created the ripples uh, around conversation around that difficult yeah, yeah. subject, that sort of prickly subject of suicide. And um, the, the one about Sid as well really sticks out for me. I mean, his story is just wild and yeah, so, so, so colourful and entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, and I think like, I think even as well, like, um, the, like so with... with um, 
COVID, like I tried to change the content a little bit. So I, so I wanted to try and make it a little bit more relevant to try and help people in lockdown. So that kind of completely changed my tacts and I got in contact with people again. Like it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was an opportunity, I guess, because I was able to get in contact with people I wouldn't really have had on the show beforehand. So that was that was awesome as well. That was really 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 interesting, and I loved um, I loved being able to like get you on the show. Like definitely going to get you on for a kind of a more full length interview like this one. But it was really cool getting you on to kind of share snippets of kind of your lockdown journey alongside other people. And I love being able to kind of tell that story. And again, that was all around the fact that we're all in this together. That you know, like we we are all in this situation and. Yeah, and it was it was nice to be able to tell that journey definitely, and again that that kind of had a bit of momentum behind it as well. That was awesome that people were kind of chatting around that as well. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I love that one. I'm smiling, and and thank you for getting me on. I'm smiling because when we chatted chatted about it, I was like so stoked on on everything lockdown <laughs> related. Um, to as you know, I've got a bit of spare time on my hands. <laughs> you less so, but we'll we'll get into. Where you've taken time back as well because we talked about that and um i was so stoked and it's, it's been like this you like this inverted you of like stoked less stoked less stoked struggling 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 um but it might i might not have too much left of this free time better use it better use it better use it so it's been like really interesting for me and um i know we've had actually weekly so that brought me on to the next part i want to talk about actually um I've done this before, but it's been really, really great this time around actually having an, an accountability partner. And we made this decision after you invited me along to another guy, Mark LaRouste, um, his uh, uh, podcast extraordinaire TED talker guy, really interesting figure that you brought to my attention. We did the, we did the, the little like short intro uh, workshop together. And I remember being quite excited by it and just going, let's do a weekly accountability call. And, Ricky, I think you've been like more my therapist than anything else. <laughs> Honestly, I remember like, I remember like, yeah, waiting for a Friday call. We, do every, we did it almost every Friday. I wait for a Friday call. It wasn't even hardly about the podcast. It was about like <laughs> getting through, getting through the week. <laughs> and I thought that was so special. Yeah, there's something special we've had together. We would set um, like, you know, targets for the next week, which has been so helpful and useful. But I, I've been mean to say to you, you know, and... Um, I encourage people to think about that if they haven't done it or they have done it or they've, they've stopped it is have some type of accountability partner for something you want to achieve. It's been really valuable, hasn't it? Well, for me anyway. <laughs> no, absolutely for me as well. Like, it, like I think everyone has kind of, uh, lockdown has been a weird thing for everyone. I won't kind of go, in, go into it too much, I guess, but it's, it's you know, like there are, everyone has had kind of like highs and lows as a result of lockdown. Like, I completely agree that it's really, it was, I mean, it was a really good idea, like setting up those accountability sessions on a Friday, just because for me, it's like I, I looked, I look forward to them because it's, it's just a chance to just reflect on the week, chat about kind of what's coming, what's coming for the week ahead and kind of like hear your perspective on things. And yeah, like I, I, I completely agree. I think that it's that thing, isn't it? Like you're way more likely to go out for a run or go to do a workout or whatever if you have someone who you do it with. Um, mm. So just having that accountability. Um, and, I, and, and I, we weren't like harsh on each other. Like there were times where I was just like, yeah, I haven't done anything that I said I was going to do. But again, that was like, 
it's just part of part of how it is, isn't it? So um and just I think just as well, just like having just having someone to just have like an open open chat with as well, like just to have that space just to chat, like yeah, it's just it's it's just nice just to kind of um to connect with with people, definitely. Yeah, I'm hoping that people will um like continue this. Um we'll go back to some face to face interactions as time goes on and hopefully there's a things stay relatively under control here in the UK. Um, fingers crossed. We've seen some spikes again in cases and other areas. Um, but I really hope this sticks with people around like the value of connection and a huge testament to obviously what your podcast is about, but what those episodes were about as well. And it's been really valuable for me. Like I've been meeting with friends on occasion, which is just kind of got, going back to normal, but that, that extra layer of, um, having these chats doing these podcasts it's a different kind of connection that is really it's hard to describe it's kind of got that excitement about it it's got that that real solid value about it and um it it adds a new layer of of meaning to to dialogues and interactions as well either if it's virtual or not because before this you were doing i've only done virtual but you've got the gear to obviously go out and do face to face when when it permits again yeah. <laughs> don't know when I'll be doing that again, but yeah, it's um yeah, it's cool. I think that um I remember at first I was really adverse to so with season one there was only one episode I did virtually and that's because the guy was based in the US. The rest of them I was adamant on like, no, I'm doing them face to face. And yeah, like I do definitely get more out of the face-to-face sessions, but actually if it's taught me anything, it's taught me actually like doing them virtually, whilst you might not get get as much out of the conversation as you may have hoped or or you may have face to face like it is a it's a very very good alternative like and um you know just from a kind of a resource perspective like being able to save on time and money and everything like that like being able to do things virtually actually is is a good alternative for the foreseeable future i think yeah it's uh i think it's i think it's the it's almost a little bit less um effortful but i think effort is important still Mm, i think it's easy to click a button and do this which i've kind of been probably hiding behind a bit but it what is effortful is going to a place to meet with someone to have that conversation to to do that and then and bring it all back and do it i think there's still huge value there of course there will be huge value for that but i think um and that's what Mark LaRue said, actually, because I was checking out his website and he talks a bit about the fact that, you know, it's so true in such a digital uh, world full of, um, you know, the uprise of machine learning and artificial intelligence, which isn't going to happen tomorrow, but it is. And that, that looking, I think we're looking for more and more connection than ever, you know, from people and face to face is something I think we'll crave even more. I think it will go two ways. I think what the danger is, is um, that people get trained and and um new new kid uh, new generations and younger kids that are coming to the world or even like growing up in adolescence through this i do get concerned about uh, a lack of some of those those skills and abilities for those kids that does concern me uh and that's something i think will there'll be a there'll be a, a premium on that for us as people to actually make sure that we really continue to do that nothing beats face to face like at all um although like i guess saying that with the 
Well, some of the recording that I've done, like I've had <laughs> a horrendous job getting rid of background noise. Like, for instance, like when I said, like when I interviewed Greg in the uh, hotel lobby, you know, like clanging around me, like clearing up stuff. I was just like, man, like, can't you see up with Greg? Like, <laughs> I love that you told me as well about your cat too. Your needy cat, cat. Yeah. So the cat meowing when I had Luke over at my house. Um, and like even even to, so there's been a couple of times where I've booked a library like a lot of local libraries they have like really cheap rooms for hire so you'll pay like 20 pounds for a couple of hours and it's awesome so um, I was, yeah so I've done that a couple of times but again that doesn't mean that there's not going to be people outside talking or people in the meeting room next door laughing and I'm just like oh. Like, whereas yeah. actually these these sort of things that you you tend to be able to control them a little bit more in terms of kind of background noise and stuff like that. But yeah, it is annoying because um, I mentioned it before. But it's, it was off camera, but uh, we have uh, we're in an urban area here, and we basically uh, everything was fine. I was going to have the windows open because it's thirty five degrees today. That's what the shirts for, by the way, if you're watching. Um, and <laughs> There's someone just started playing really loud Afro beats, like for the whole of Wandsworth to hear. So I had to close the windows, which I'm, that's why I'm, I'm a slight tinge of beetroot right now, but we, we press on, we press on. I'm used to this sort of temperature, so it's fine. It's what yeah. you're made for. <laughs> <laughs> so a big one for you, Ricky, uh, 2020. What, what's really come out of it for you so far? What have been the key takeouts for you, given the sort of what, what's happened at the moment? I think that for me, so on a personal level, it's shown me that um, I can, I, I can, that just because something gets in the way of kind of your plans doesn't mean that you have to put a stop to your plans. It basically just means that you have to adapt. Um, and as much as you may want to kind of contemplate, like, you know, like wallow in self-pity, um, at the end of the day, that's not really going to bring much value to you. And you just have to kind of, go with it and just adapt and grow and learn um, sometimes quite quickly. So like for me, it's showing me that I can, that I, I could do that more than I thought I was capable of. Um, I, I guess kind of in terms of like, um, in terms of kind of like lockdown and stuff like that, what I've got away with it is, it, I think it's just going back to what you've just said, just around connection, like, doing stuff like this, like video calls, like it is a very good alternative, not, not the best, not the best ideal way to do things, but it's a good alternative and it does give you that kind of dose of connection um, that is really, really important. Um, and I think as well, like having that accountability either with someone as well, like is really, really important as well, because it's, I think, especially kind of in lockdown at home, I've found it especially that it's really easy to slip into bad habits like it's really easy to not go out for a run to start eating a little bit you know not as good as you would have before um so having that accountability in and you know like regularly checking in with yourself has been really valuable for me as well um and I guess like future kind of of the podcast would be like um yeah I, I think they'll they're potentially might be like a bit of a rebranding and renaming of it because I do feel like it's evolved since the beginning of it so I do I, I'm kind of in talks with kind of a friend at the moment um to try and kind of have a have a kind of a bit of an idea around like where I can kind of take it that way that way 
Um, but I, I definitely kind of want to start getting back to the kind of those good old long form conversations I had pre lockdown, um, sharing people's stories. So that's that's kind of like where I'm going with it. And pre lockdown as well, like I did do a few public speaking events. Um, one of them, one of them went really badly, as we've discussed in the past. Uh, two of them went really, really well. Like they were so, so good. Like the, the two that I did um, that were really well were like way outweighed the one that went really badly. Um, I'll put that down to learning. Um, so yeah, so I would love to be able to kind of start doing more public speaking events. Obviously. Covid kind of puts a bit of a spanner in the works on that one, but um, would love to kind of start doing that just as another kind of way to kind of get the message out there around kind of connection and all of this stuff that we've been talking about as well. But I think like, I don't know, like for me, like 2020, like a lot of people, I think I, I think you wrote this around like um, you wrote your article recently around like 2020 has been put on hold or, you know, like in the around the yeah it's been cancelled it's a bit like no it hasn't like come on like seriously like there is so much that you can get out of the get out of this current situation like yeah it's been really hard for a lot of people i, I get that uh, really hard but um yeah I, I do feel like there are positives that you can take from any situation definitely so yeah so for me like it's yeah i'm, I'm kind of just rolling with it accepting things for how they are and just gonna see see where it takes me i think yeah that's great i was going to ask about the future of the podcast and the public the public speaking part so that's great um that that you're getting some really great benefits out of that too because i know i've seen one of your talks and you're very passionate about that and let's see hopefully if it's not in person for a while maybe some virtual appointments who knows yeah, yeah we'll see yeah yeah we'll see and, we'll see, um, see how this lands see if i'm <laughs> see if i'm any good <laughs> yeah no absolutely um, and then uh, with your sort of downtime, like, we both end up having discussions, probably like everyone else, around this um, productivity paradox, I like to call it. This is something that um, you and I have discussed quite a bit. And we've spoken around its value, not only now, um, but I suppose, like, especially, uh, what am I trying to say? If, if, especially the value of being productive versus self care versus fitting everything in now and you've gotten a bit, a bit of time back yourself as well like most people so how have you been sort of using that time um so so uh, mainly on the podcast i guess uh, so it's been really really awesome having something to focus on a bit like you like the fact that you have created this out of lockdown it's been probably for you it's been a complete godsend because it's given you a focus and it's given you something to work on yeah. um when you've had that kind of massive amount of time that you never normally would have um and i guess it's the same like um i'm not saying like i've been an angel and that you know like i will use every single minute hour to be productive like there are like i like just not doing much and i like kind of sitting and reading or whatever like that but, but those sort of things for me like i can do those things guilt-free as long as i feel like i've done i've kind of achieved something like yeah um so if i've for instance if i've done a little bit of editing or if i've contacted a few people who i'd like to be on the show that for me then gives me permission to be like oh do you know what like you've got an hour now to just do whatever you want like that's the way i try and kind of um use my time and i find that that definitely helps when 
when I do want to relax, it means I can relax way more than I would have if I hadn't felt like I'd achieved something or done something. Um, but that, that, that works for me. And I think you've just got to, I think everyone has found hopefully their way of coping, coping with this kind of like extra time or in some cases not extra time that, that we've had. Yeah, it's been, it's been difficult. Like, um, uh, you know, you've had a lot of conversations with people, me too. And, uh, how people use their time it's been, there's been so much emphasis put on it it's almost i think like another layer of um uh sometimes unneeded pressure to try and try, try and do so much and it was funny because when, when i was speaking to one of my guests who um because i was i was almost sort of looking for some type of solace in the fact that i wasn't able to do so much and i was having down times and you know spending time not doing too much and i remember him saying like as um Basically, yeah, if, if you've got this spare time, now's the time. Now's the time. Don't go to the park. Don't go to the beach. It was like this hustle kind of message, this Gary V hustle message. I was like, oh, damn. So for me, because I remember when we first did our, um, our uh, conversations, uh, our accountability conversations, you were really helpful in that. I thought, you know, I actually, I thought that within a few months, you know, the podcast will be number one. I thought that there'd be a hundred thousand followers. I thought that it would be blowing up and be monetizing it. And that's the other thing I want to mention to you. It finally came to the top of my head. We've had this discussion before about this and um, it's a really interesting point because it's great to reach for the stars, but it's always not always practical that it's going to happen in a couple of months. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. That's definitely been a very, very steep learning curve for me. And I think that goes back to the whole, like, like you've got a really, like, not necessarily in, not necessarily with starting a podcast, but I guess any, any type of, like, creative pursuit, like whether it's starting a book, starting a blog, um, starting a side hustle business or whatever, like, you've really kind of got to go into it with um, a realistic hat on. You've got to go into it with good intentions. And I think... <laughs> it's exactly the same as you like I was like I'll put out put episode zero and it will go viral and then I'll be able to quit my job and it'll be awesome <laughs> yeah and it was like, nah, like <laughs> not, that does not that's not the way the world works unfortunately yeah. um, and, and, and I know that both of us aren't looking for those things as being the the ultimate outcome the, the mm. first thing is the gift like you said but it, it was also funny with it. You want to be able to reach an audience, a big audience. It's, and it's not about the numbers. It's, it's, about, getting, it's about getting it out there and, and building a tribe. And um, I think that's what was really difficult. Sorry to cut you off, but that's sort of just to clarify in that one. It's not the, the, out, the outcome of it all. But it's kind of, I got, you get this big level of excitement that I got. And it was almost like, I won't even need a job. <laughs> this is my new job forever. It's not, further, it's not. It's fine. <laughs> it's not my new yeah. job. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a, a, a great muse to see yeah. where it goes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, um, I think it, it's like you said, it's, it's really good to have ambition. And it's really good to kind of definitely have aims of where you want to, where you kind of want it to go. But often those aims and those kind of goals that you have will probably change just as a result of you going through a process. Um, so whereas now, like I remember at the beginning, I was really, really obsessed with kind of like subscriber numbers, how many likes I got on posts and things like that. Whereas now I've definitely relaxed a lot because 
I I think like I accept now that I'm doing this podcast because I love I love being able to connect with people. I love being able to like do something creative out of work. Um, I love kind of the whole process. And yeah, like there are times that it is actually sometimes it's a bit boring having to do all the admin around it. And sometimes it is a bit frustrating when, like as we've shared, like in the past, like recording the before and after bit and mumbling over words and it's so frustrating <laughs> it's like we send each other out i send you my outtakes i, I send you my really rude outtakes uh, yeah like so there are times but it is a labor of love isn't it it's kind of like you you do it because you love it and you go into it um i i i, I do the podcast i guess like in a, in a selfish way i do it for me like more than anything there's nothing wrong in that i do it because it's i love doing it and if other people can take something from that as well that's that's obviously that's awesome that's like really really cool but yeah i definitely say like make sure you're going into into whatever creative pursuit it is with the right intentions and really just ask yourself why like why are you doing this are you doing this because you want to get lots of subscribers you want to get a sponsor you want to make loads of money if it is that's like i'd probably argue like you need to kind of probably recalibrate your thinking maybe because you could potentially be setting yourself up for failure um, at least kind of in the short term and you need like you know some more kind of short-term aims and need to like maybe focus around your own personal growth and the journey that you're going to go on and just be happy just that you're doing that at least initially yeah yeah that's one of the challenges with and it's not about social media because it's about um it's about art I've, I've, I've been obviously done this Seth Godin book linchpin. I'm calling everything art at the moment. And when you're sharing that, um, you know, I've got, it's quite humbling to start from scratch actually. And to have, you know, you, my mom and my girlfriend share my stuff. <laughs> and, it, and, and I'm, I'm grateful for it, but it, it's, it's a, it's a great beginning because actually it's important to realize that, um, you know, you need to start somewhere and, as you go through, you learn more and more. And, and this is from, talking from my perspective. There's also a danger in comparison. Oh, yeah. And that's a big one. And I even have like a message messaging for myself. I probably look like a crazy man, but if I, am I looking at a video that's so ridiculous? It's like film quality these days on YouTube. And it's some person who it's, it, it's, it's um, usually their passion and or their work. And they're so damn good at it. But they've done it from their living room. And I'm just like, don't, I'm like, Simon, don't compare. Cause I was doing that at the start and it's not about that. Cause that is so damaging. And we see it a lot in social media, but particularly what for we do as well, it's, it doesn't serve much of a, per, of a use. It's about changing that into some sort of inspira inspiration, if anything, but comparison so easy to fall into. I don't know if, if you have any thoughts on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, we, I mean, we've spoken about it a lot. I think it's something I'm still, definitely guilty of again getting better at it but yeah it's it's you can't i mean like i sometimes i i don't necessarily even compare myself to people like joe rogan or rich roll or anything like that because that's like a ridiculous thing to do but i'll compare myself to like other other kind of more other kind of amateur podcasts and i think oh well they've got like they just put something out that they've got like a 10,000 downloads and I don't have that many. And what am I doing wrong? And but like, yeah, but it's, it's you, I think again, it just goes back to that whole thing around your intention. Like I have to keep reminding myself that I'm doing what I do because I enjoy it. You know, like 
the fact that um, people are listening and engaging with it is awesome and just be happy and just like just the, by the fact that you are doing something and you're you know you're continuing to to kind of get out of your comfort zone and and, uh, and meet all these awesome people like that is that is enough like and I'm definitely like I, I'm not like you know the the person <laughs> to come to on that but like I am I'm definitely kind of getting better I'd say at trying not to compare myself to others mm -hmm. but I think it's something that we all fall into we all fall into mm -hmm. the trap yeah and there's so much work that goes into it unbelievable amount of work it's one of those things that feels like it's this glorious thing where you're just this uh, podcaster or blogger and then it, everything's magic and works out but there's a lot of work behind it actually a lot of work and it's um it's difficult because you you go through that process it's it's hard to enjoy it sometimes like you said with the editing but it's all part of the process and there's for me there's nothing more uh fulfilling than hitting that post button though it makes it all worth it, it, does, and, then it hearing, does. and then hearing that people have, have consumed it and, and listened to it and enjoyed it it's like that's what's the ultimate yeah exactly and you know like you wouldn't you don't appreciate it like without having put all of putting all of that effort into creating it that's when you get the real satisfaction because you know that you know at least like you've all of those things that you have to put into creating an episode um yeah it does you're right it makes it completely worthwhile um putting it out there finally definitely the more you put in the more you get out <laughs> essentially yeah it's it's a huge one and especially if it if you're doing it from a perspective of like i keep talking about this gift giving thing you're giving out a gift and that can ripple out and, and multiply and, and inspire other people and maybe other people start a podcast or they start another blog or they make that move to do that thing they wanted to do. Yeah. Amazing. And um, to wrap up, um, Ricky, I was thinking about like a wrap up question to ask you. Um, and I thought about all of the, the, the people you've spoken to. And I thought about you, we've talked about the, the, the sort of wow moments you've had. When you wrap up um, Connections Untold and all the experiences, what, what is like, what's the, what's the key message you want to share with people? Ooh, that's a good question, Simon. <laughs> um, I think that, um, I think like for me, it's just about realizing how lucky we are to be here. Um, I honestly think it's that, like, I think that, um, you know, like, if I think back to people like Hodgson, um, who doesn't have, you know, like, he doesn't have this, you know, the, the conundrum of, oh, who am I going to speak to today? And, like, oh, like, oh it's, you know, the Wi-Fi is down, like, all of those sort of little niggly things that we obviously get, um, we get kind of frustrated about on a day-by-day -day basis, but really i think that um a lot of us kind of take for granted what we have and it's like a huge gift like being alive is such a privilege and if you think of like the millions i'm getting quite philosophical now but if you think of kind of the millions and millions of years and circumstances it's taken to kind of get us here today um it's you know like for me like i i try and live each day um as honestly and i try and kind of 
you know, like I try and honour the life that I that I've been given, like each day. And I think that whatever it is that kind of you want to do as an individual, um, just just try it. Like honestly, like there is nothing. Like don't be afraid to fail, and don't be really, don't be afraid to try new things don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone or, or be afraid to get out of your, you know like be afraid to get out of your comfort zone because that's good like because you'll grow um yeah just like just really kind of try and live life as honestly as you can and you know like if you have any if you have any kind of uh niggles about your life that you you know that you want to change just try not to think about the end goal try and think about what can you do today what can you do tomorrow what can you do the day after just really small steps to kind of get you there um and for me like personally going through my own experience like it's it's a continual thing it's not like you know like i, I did episode zero and that's it like it's a continual journey for me and and i will hopefully continue learning hopefully continue growing and and there are lots of things that I've failed at and there's lots of things and lots of mistakes that I've made, but that's all just part of the process. And no one's going to, no one's going to kind of laugh at you and point at you. And if they do, like, they're not the sort of people you want in your life anyway. So yeah, to quote, to quote Brene Brown again, I know I brought her up, but I love um, on the, the talk that she did on Netflix and in Daring Greatly as well, the book that I know you've read. I love the, the analogy she has around you know unless if you're down in the in the arena with me fighting it out and you know being vulnerable and being seen and being heard and trying and falling over and having to get myself back up again despite all the odds you know unless if you're down in that arena with me and and you're not in the audience just you know in your lovely kind of comfortable area like you have no right to kind of um to criticize me and you have no right to kind of have a say in what i do um, and I really love that analogy because it's like, for me, it's a bit like, um, I'll, I'll continue kind of doing what I'm doing. Um, and it's, yeah, and it's, it's an awesome, it's an awesome place to be. No one wants to be in the audience. People want to be in the arena. It's fun. And that's, that's definitely the place that I will always be. Absolutely. Wonderful advice. Thank you for that. That's a great gift to me and listeners. Ricky, where can people find you and Connections Untold? So you can so you can find me on social media, so on Facebook and Instagram if you just search for connections untold all one word. Um, and yeah, like I'm on every pretty much I think pretty much every podcast outlet that you can think of. <laughs> I'm out there. So yeah, so on you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, wherever, wherever you wherever you kind of search for me, you wherever you listen to your podcast, you'll be able to find me. Cool. I'll pop all of the information into the, the links and descriptions. My friend, Ricky, my unintentional Friday therapist and host of Connections Untold. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Simon. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been great chatting with you. And there you have episode number 15 with Ricky Weaver from Connections Untold. I hope you got out of it as much as I did. Now, if you've got any opportunities, you want to jump on the podcast or you have any feedback for me, you're welcome to reach out at thefeelgoodblueprint at gmail.com or you can get me on socials at thefeelgoodblueprint. Thank you so much, everyone. Mm -hmm.